You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 251 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wild Wednesday. Got a special guest for you guys today. Donnie Augustine has joined the show. And uh, we're going to talk some uh, New Brunswick senior hockey, some LNAH hockey, some ice wars. And uh, Donnie is a great guest. I really I want to thank him again for coming on the show. I know we had kind of played some phone tag for the last couple of weeks. And, uh, but, and I know with the time difference, you know, West Coast, East Coast. Well, not West Coast, but Western uh, Canada. And then, of course, Donnie's out in uh, New Brunswick, so there's like a three-hour time difference. So it was it was pretty late there tonight when we recorded. Actually, I recorded this Tuesday night, and it's actually now 9 o'clock here, and I'm doing this intro. So I'm not going to talk for very long because i got to uh, – well, I'm, I'm going to edit this. I'm not going to edit anything. <laughs> I'm just going to put it together and put it out, but got to do the graphics and upload it and all that stuff. So um, I'm not going to talk for too long. Nobody tuned in to listen to me anyway. Um I will say, though, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. And, of course, the season's starting now. Uh, all those shows are fired up, and and uh, all the NHL shows are rocking and rolling. So, And Terry Ryan just had uh, just had Terry Virtue on his show, so definitely check that out. And, uh, of course, for my off-network friends, i got old Alec there at the Five for Fighting podcast. Um, he has an episode coming out here right away. Um, 
you know, but he's got a, I, you know, I was, I always kind of give him grief, but he does have a tremendous back catalog. Rob Ray, Frank Bialois, uh, Jason Rushton, <clears throat> on and on. Definitely uh, give his show a listen. You'll really dig it. Um, and also, while you're on YouTube, check out his YouTube channel, the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. <clears throat> he uploaded all the East Coast League fights from last year, and he and he has a few other ep, uh, videos on there. Definitely check it out. Subscribe to the channel because uh, he will be throwing up the East Coast League fights again this year. And believe me, folks, the East Coast League, especially the Southern Division, is stacked up. And there are some tough dudes in that league. And uh, there's going to be a lot of, especially early in the season, could be a lot of guys trying to make names, make bones. There's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of fights at the start of the year. I'm doing air quotes. A lot of fights. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to claim that it's 19, you know, 95 East Coast League or anything. But for 2022, it's gonna. It it'll probably be the league with the most fights in it. <clears throat> and uh, so, but definitely check it out. Like I said, Nuber Howe, Thrower, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Collins, Glotz is back. Uh, so uh, Darren Skeho, uh There's going to be lots of tough dudes in that league. So definitely give it a li- give it a look see. Um, and while you're on YouTube, of course, the Fourth Line Voice YouTube channel, I have over 2,500 fights on my channel, all the leagues you're looking for, whatever you're looking for, everything's sorted, so just type in NHL, AHL, whatever, LNAH, boom, the fights will come up, just sit back, 2,500 fights, you got a that's a deep rabbit hole to go down, so, uh, also follow me on social media, I am on Twitter and on Facebook, uh, give me a follow, I'm always putting up pictures and videos and, and, uh, you know, general banter so and if you want and get get in touch with me send me a private message uh or email me hockeyfights at hotmail.com that's right i still have a hotmail account um yeah just send me a note good bad or otherwise uh i love i love to hear from you guys and i want to thank those uh for the last episode episode 250 um at the end i asked for people's opinions on uh just how to grow the show, if they had any ideas, that type of thing. I heard from a from a few folks. I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, I, I still that offer still stands for people. Um, I really want to hear from you guys in terms of show growth because, like I said, guys, I'm actually really stuck right now uh, for ideas, and uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. So definitely, I uh, I I'd like to have that feedback from you guys. But uh, like I said, I'm not going to talk for very long today. Um, as I said, it's, uh, this is episode 251. Um, if you're here for, you know, for Donnie and you want to listen to that, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. I Please, I encourage you to check out my back catalog. I've had John Morasti on, Steve McIntyre, Brad Wingfeld, Curtis Swanson, Dean Mayrad, on and on. So uh, go back in the back catalog and check it out. Lots of good stuff. I think you'll really enjoy it. But uh, other than that, hey, let's get into this. Hey, guys. Um, one last thing. I'm here for the new listeners. I do this twice a week, Wednesdays and Sundays on all major platforms. If you download, don't stream. And uh, if you could leave, uh, rev- if you could rate and review my show, I'd greatly appreciate it. That helps me out in the uh, in the suggestions on the on the platforms. So uh, yeah, that would be uh, tremendous if you could do that for me. But uh, other than that, as I always say, I know there's. Everyone and their dog has a podcast these days, and the fact that you chose to sit down and listen to my show, I greatly appreciate it. I really do, and uh, I hope you come back. And uh, like I said, not only check out the back catalog, but going going forward, I hope you uh, you come back and and 
you know, put this podcast in your, uh, in your regular rotation of listens. I would, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. So, but, uh, let's get on with it. Here's my interview with Donnie Augustine and I'll talk to everybody on Sunday. Thanks guys. Enjoy. All right, here on the fourth line, boys. I got a special guest tonight, folks. Uh, he's returning. He's back in the LNH, back in Laval. It's Donnie Augustine. Donnie, how you doing tonight? Good, man. How are you, Darren? Very good. I, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on tonight. We've uh, we've been trying to get this going here for the last couple of weeks. We're going back and forth, so I'm happy we could finally yeah. get, sit down and do this. Yeah, I was just saying that we were playing phone tag for a few weeks there. I just saw. Just start off by saying thanks for inviting me on, man. I love doing these kind of things, and it's always a great opportunity just to shoot the shit with one of the boys, especially if it's on a podcast. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I said before, we got going. I mean, the uh, the LNH boys are always uh, are always uh, coveted guests here. I know they're you guys are pretty popular, so people love the league and the stories from the league and everything else. So, well, hopefully tonight here we're gonna dig into your past. We're gonna look into the future a little bit. And maybe we'll get a few stories from Donnie here. Let's find out. But uh, what I like to do on this show, uh, obviously, is uh, you know kind of go over your whole career, where you came from, and all that type of thing, and kind of timeline it, so to speak. And uh, so I guess it, with, with that in mind, I guess we'll start at the beginning. Uh, where were you born and raised, and where did you play your minor hockey? I was born and raised in Elsie uh, Booktook First Nation, New Brunswick. I played minor hockey for Kent Center Minor Hockey Association pretty much my whole minor hockey career up till about my last year midget. And then I went and I moved up north to Dalhousie, New Brunswick, and I played for the high school team at DRHS there, Dalhousie Regional High School. Which we, we didn't have a bad season, but we ended up not really finishing because everyone didn't do their fucking exams except for like four of us. They ended up folding the team. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it was awful, yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, that's where I grew up. That's uh, where, I, where I played my minor hockey. And, you know, it's, uh, it helped mold me into who I am today. And, you know, you got to be tough for it when you're where I'm from, man, because, you know what I mean? Like, you just can't let people walk all over you around here. Well, that's the thing, and I mean, and I know we're going to get into the the senior hockey there in the Maritimes, which um, for for folks that don't know, senior hockey, well, senior hockey's big throughout Canada, but there's something about the Maritime Senior Leagues that there is a toughness out there that, uh, yeah, that, uh, you, you know, that, those are, there's some tough dudes that have come out of the Maritimes for sure. Um in terms of, like you said, growing up and stuff and kind of just a tough area, were you kind of, uh, you know, you're a bigger dude. Were you, were you uh, naturally, were you an aggressive player growing up? Like, were you, did you do a lot of fighting? I, I didn't fight much. I didn't even really take penalties much. I, I like to throw the body, though, and I like to get in the shit. And I, mean, I, I wasn't afraid of scrums. Uh, I honestly, I really didn't start uh fight until I got the junior and it was just so I could play on the team you know what I mean like uh I probably I wasn't really staying in shape as good but I was still skilled enough at the time and I would still make teams and I just you know I would know that they need that toughness factor you just know right like you just feel it like someone needs to do it or someone got to stand up and you know I just ended up one one day we were playing I was I uh I was playing like 
Junior B, Junior C. We were in Junior C in the playoffs, but it was a weird year. We started off in Junior B, and then because we joined late, we had to go to Junior C for the playoffs. So we were in the playoffs against Hampton, New Brunswick, and uh, I, I don't know where I'm at. We were just playing. We had a line brawl, and I just that's my first play I ever got it. No, not even, though. I was in Nova Scotia, actually. I just dropped the gloves one game because we were losing so bad. Uh, I just beat the shit out of someone, and it just went from there. After that, it was that next one where we had a line brawl, and I was just, after that, I just always looked forward to it. I didn't really care, you know. You, you take a few punches, and you, you realize, like, it don't hurt. You know what I mean? It's just a, like, it feels like a thud. Yeah. <laughs> so after well, that, you know, you... you go, no, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I say after that, you just realize, you know, like, if you can do it and you can take it, then, you know, pick your pick and choose your spots, and you can become more effective, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so like uh, when you start playing like ju- after junior and stuff, and I mean, you, you know, you start kind of you know uh, playing senior hockey. Um, was it sort of at that point have you had you sort of realized maybe I could I could play this enforcer role, or were you still wanting to play and I'll fight a little bit? Like how did how did the whole enforcer thing kind of when did you when did you kind of uh, embrace that role? Uh, well, I really like I fought my first couple of years, and I played like one or two seasons in Perth Andover and the Roger Lazat and Northern Northwestern New Brunswick, I think it is. And um, I, I fought a couple times there, but it wasn't anything crazy, right? Like it was just like quick on the fly things. And I ended up moving home from there, and uh, the season before I moved home. The Oceanbrook the Hawks had these fighters, but they fucking got beat the fuck out of every night. And I was sitting up all the way in Tobik watching this every night on video, right? And I just wanted to play for my hometown and rep and make sure that they they have good representation. You know what I mean? Like, I was embarrassed watching these guys get beat up every fucking night. I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You guys are paying these fuckers to do this? And they're fucking like, yeah, fucking beer and fucking money. And I'm like, whatever, man. Like, you guys are wasting your time. So the following year when I moved home, I told them I want to play. I could play. Like, I was good enough to play. They just weren't playing me. So when I realized that they weren't playing me, I just said, fuck it. And I went and I fought. And I, I fought a guy named Donald Canfield. And I guess he, he had some fights under his belt from back in the day. And fuck it, I held my own, actually. And then uh, he gave me props and... Just after that, I fought Jamie Richard from Buck Tush, and he was my buddy from junior. And fucking after that, it was just like uh, the crowd reaction, right? You just see the crowd reaction, and you see how it picks the team up. And you know what I mean? I'm not sitting on the bench fucking waiting for a shift anymore, right? And I go do a job, I get it done, I get the fuck off the ice, and I feel like I did my job. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I know there's, a, I was just kind of, uh, when I was kind of going through that league, of course, like you said, it's a Northeast Senior Hockey League, and uh, it was yeah. 190 minutes and 14 games, so you got busy, but I was just kind of looking yeah. at some of the names, right? Brandon Kenny, Nick Foran, uh, Cedric Verreau. Um you had a couple tilts with those guys. Yeah, I fought, I fought Brandon Kenny, and I fought um, Jamie Richard, I fought uh, Chris Johnson, um, guys from that league, really. Um, they're all pretty tough dudes, really. Like you know what I mean? Like fucking, you you just know who's all the fighters or who the guys that are willing to do it, and they always said yes. 
And I met Sullivan Cullen, one of my good friends, Matt. He played with Riviera de Loop, too, while I was there. Uh, the night that I broke Laffy's orbital bone, Sully was fighting the, one of the Oligny brothers right before me and Laffy went. So that's how I knew I was going to end up fighting next was because they put Sully out to fight. one of the, I think it was uh, Stephen Oligny. And they had a good little tilt, but I knew the crowd what they wanted. Like he just, they were cheering Laffy's name. You know what I mean? They're like Laffy, Laffy, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, it's coming. You know what I mean? It's coming. And then fucking, I remember Laffy looking over at his coach, and his coach told him to get out there. And then Alain looked at me, he's like, Donnie, get the fuck out there. And I was like, oh yes, let's go. So I'm down the ice, and fucking all hell went. They were crazy, man. I have no, I will never forget that second game in Laval. That's part of the reason why I wanted to play there. <laughs> well, before yeah, well before we get there, I want to know. Okay, so you're playing, like you said, you're in your hometown, uh, in in Booktook there in the, in the senior league, and uh, yeah. you know you're doing, like you said, you're doing pretty good in the fights and uh, and all that. How did you end up? Who got a hold of you to go to the LNH, and how did that all happen? Um, it was actually it was the GM of Riviera de Loop at the time, Carl Boucher. He said. Uh, like that that year, like like fights were pretty popular. Like it was one of the main reasons why people loved going to the senior games. And fucking, they got like there was always recordings. Everybody was recording every fight and putting it up. And there was like profiles dedicated just to sharing the fights and all this crazy stuff. Right, the guy keeping track of all the stats. You know what I mean? And so that's what happened. He says um, he was he seen a few of my fights and then he started following along and then just so happened um i think it was like around january like around the new year sometime <laughs> he hit me up in december but he asked me to come up in january and um they asked me to come up and play against junkie air and i said all right fuck it i went and um i remember the night before i went up i, I got like zero sleep i remember they, i remember hearing they had gabby rock and sean mcmorrow and I stayed up all night watching Gabby Rock and Sean McMorrow fights because I, I really, I mean, I know who Gabby Rock was, but, but like, you know, like, no disrespect to Sean, he's my good friend. But before that, I really didn't have an idea who he was, right? Because like, I followed followed the pro sports and stuff, but I didn't really follow like all the fighters in the minor leagues or anything. Right? It was like NHL. I, I followed NHL. Yeah, and like he was, uh, it was a little bit before my time when I was started following it. So I found out who he was pretty quick, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They called me up, and I remember that was my first game there. It was against Jean Pierre, and fucking, I remember warming up and fucking seeing them skate by, and I went right to the red line, and I lined up with him, and he's like, You're the kid they brought in from, from New Brunswick to fight me? And I was like, I guess so, man. I was like, Can we have a go? And he's like, uh, Yeah, man, you seem like a good guy. We'll have a good tote. He's like, uh, You see me out there, and I'm just come on out, and we'll line up. And I said, all right, cool. And then fucking, I just went about my business, warming up, just taking it all in. And sure enough, like a little bit into the first period, man, we just scored, and they threw Sean out there, and coaches looked at each other, I guess, and threw me out there, and I was like, oh, I got to go earn my spot. So I went out there, I was a rookie, you know what I mean? Didn't tape my wrist or nothing at the time, didn't know all those little tricks. And fucking, uh, we had a good go. It was yeah that was, that was a good fight. You did good in that fight. Um, well, before like even before this fight here, like you said, this guy so this guy gets a hold of you, 
at this point when you're playing, um, you know, you got 190 minutes of the 14 games and your fights are all over YouTube and all that stuff. Cause I was watching them the other night and, you know, and, um, are you kind of actually at this point, have you fully embraced like the fighter role? Like, have you kind of like, I, I, I guess how's the word I'm going to put it? Um, like at, at this point, have you, have you sort of adopted like the showman attitude to it? Like I'm here to put on a show for people. Like, have you kind of embraced that at this point? Uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, I was still being all all humble and shit. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I didn't want to piss piss people off or anything. But you know, after a while, you know, the crowd likes it and then it gets the boys fired up. But after a while, you know, I started feeling more comfortable. I started celebrating after a win. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, like yeah, but you're you're aware of like the people are getting into it and everything else, right? So. Um. Yeah. So you're so you like you said you line up with Vic Morrow and he gives you the tilt. Um. And it, like you said, it's a it's a it's a good fight. Um. Were you surprised? Um. Was there any like were you surprised with the fight? Like you said, you'd stayed up all night watching his fights and stuff. Uh. Was there anything surprising when you were done? Like you're like, like that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, or did you you know what was what were your feelings about that? Uh, it was pretty, pretty cool, really. Like, uh, it was, a, it was an experience. I'll tell you that. Like, it was, it, there's a difference fighting in senior A and fighting in the fucking, you know, like semi-pro league, especially in the LNAH. And like, Sean, he's a well-seasoned vet. And like, I, yeah. I, like I said, I didn't really know who he was. And fuck, when we went, man, we went, he got a long reach. He's got like a couple inch longer reach than me for sure. And he smacked me with probably like four or five shots right off the hop. Just bang, 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 bang. I swear to God, every fucking hit he hit me with left a welt. Boom, boom, boom. And one of them cut my nose right quick. Boom. And I started bleeding. As soon as I started bleeding, something just clicked in and just said, you're in a fucking fight. Swing back, dumbass. And I just said, all right, fuck it. And I just started swinging. And I, I ended up catching him with one nice straight right. And he even said that. I rocked him with it. He said it was one of the hardest punches he's, he's eaten in his career. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, I, you could see after I hit him with that, I earned his respect a little bit. And he, he, he backed off a bit. But at that point, I had so much blood in my eyes, I was trying to wipe it. And then when he seen me trying to wipe it, he just pulled my jersey over and he just started flurrying. And nothing was really hitting me, but it looked bad, right? And I'm all full of blood. So refs jumped in and off we went. And then I had to go get patched up and washed up. And uh, that, that was that. Um, there was me and another rookie in the lineup that night. That's the funny part about this. I, I can't remember his name. But he was this big Jack Bald dude from the Quebec Senior AAA League. And I remember he was, McMorrow got put on the last minute of the game. And I'm sitting there. I'm all patched up. I got my jersey clean. You know what I mean? I got two black eyes already. I mean, my fucking helmet. I hurt to put my helmet on because of all the eggs. And fucking this guy, the man looks at him. And he tells him, get the fuck out there and fight McMorrow. Guys, fuck. He don't even look at the ice. He's shaking his head. And he's like, nope. Nope, looking at the ground, man, sitting there. So Lance's like, what the fuck? He looks at me, Donnie, get out there. And I'm like, fuck, all right, man. Didn't think twice. I jumped back on the ice, all bust up, lined up with uh, Sean. And I was like, all right, bro, we got to go again, man. The coach sent me out to do it. And he didn't even think twice. He's just like, I'm not fighting you again, man. And I was like, what do you mean, man? Come on. I really want to make this fucking team. I'm having fun. Just give me a, come on. And, uh, they put the drop the puck in. He was like, uh, no, no, no. 
Now, right before they dropped it, he's like, no, no, no. You you came at me. I hit you with like four or five solid shots. He's like, you just kept coming, man. He's like, and you fucking hit me with one of the hardest shots I've ever been hit with. He said, you got my respect, kid. He's like, uh, let's just play out this last minute, play some hockey. He's like, uh, and have some fun. And I was like, all right, man, you don't do nothing. I don't do nothing. And he's like, agreed. So we played it out. You know, I had a good shift. And at the end of it, he just told me, he's like, you tell Carl. He's like, because Carl's my buddy. So you tell Carl, I said, you earned your spot in his league, man. You deserve to be here. And after that, it was like, it was pretty much history. It just, uh, the, Carl just took it for what it was. And he called me back the next weekend right away. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, when you get that endorsement, you know, from a guy that, uh, you know, has 500, 600 career fights, I mean, uh, you know, that, that that's pretty solid endorsement, I would say. Um, yeah. I, actually, since you mentioned that, his 500 career LNAH fight was my first career LNAH fight. So there's, well, a, there's a good stat for you. Hey, there you go. There's some bar trivia for you LNAH folks out there. His 500 yeah. was your first one. Well, well, like you said, you, so you start off the uh, your LNAH uh, journey by by fighting one of the main guys in the league. Um, and you said, look, obviously the next the next game there uh, was in Laval. And um, well, and like I said before, we got going. You had you had told me that you know you're you know you you like to watch the LNAH. You're a big fan of the Chiefs documentary and all that stuff. What was it like to step into the House of Pain and play there? It was awesome, man. It was really awesome. I took a picture with the damn banner and everything as soon as I got there. I took it all in and enjoyed it. I sat out there, I taped my stick, and just looked around the rink, and I was like, God damn, I'm here. This is pretty cool. And the fans were cool. I took a couple pictures with some fans before and after the game, and fucking, uh, I was a little nervous going into it, but uh, I actually got Sean's number after that game we played, and He's like, uh, give me a call before your next game. So I was on the way to Laval, and I gave him a call, and he ended up giving me some good words of encouragement and stuff, and fucking, he just told me straight up. He's like, uh, if you do what you did against me, he's like, you're going to fucking be able to take anyone in the league. And he said, uh, going into Laval, tell you right now, it's the house of pain. He said, the, the worst thing you got to worry about in the house of pain is the sixth player. He said, it's the crowd. Don't let it get to you. He said, just ignore them. Go in, do your thing. He's like, you're probably going to fight Laffy. He's like, I have no doubt in my mind you're going to fuck Laffy up, bro. And he said, just go and fucking give it to him. And I was like, all right, man, cool. And I mean, it really calmed me down and put me in the zone. And fucking sure enough, man, me and Laffy had to go that night. Yeah, again, you did you did well in that one. Um, what, what was it? Uh, yeah, well, like I said, at this point... Uh, just overall, how are you feeling with the team? Like, is it, uh, like, I, I know, you know, on, on that team, you had, you know, Dave Amell and Ryan Murphy's on the team. And, like, how are the how are the guys? How is the whole, what's the locker room like at that point for you? Uh, I, I really liked playing with that team. Like, the year that we won the ship, I really liked that team. Like, we were, we were pretty fucking stacked with, like, uh, although every line was good. You know what I mean? We had good leadership. We had fucking speed and skill. And then, we had like, like I said, like you said, we had we had Murphy, who was like arguably one of the league's toughest guys, if not the toughest. You know, we're right there with Terrio, and then there was Hammer, who was like a year younger or a year older than me, and he is up and coming, and he, you know, he goes every game, twice a game. And then there was me, and then there was Sullivan Cullen and Sam Levesque. Like, 
we were fucking tough. You know what I mean? Like going into any building, I knew I knew we were gonna have a good. There was always gonna be like three fights, and we all knew who was gonna take who. And you know what I mean? Like uh, it was nice when we had all the guys in the lineup because then you knew something really exciting was gonna happen. You know what I mean? But some nights it would be just me, or some nights it'd be just me and another guy trying out. Like, but overall, like. The vibe in that locker room was always good. I might, I think I played like eight games that year. We won the cup, and every game I went, I think with the exception of one, we won. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, so when you got there, there was no, like, you know what I mean? Like, there was no, uh, you know, jealousy from anybody else, or like, kind of like, oh, this guy's in here trying to take my spot, and you know, like it was everybody was pretty cool with everybody. Yeah, it was like everybody, like the team was pretty well made by that point. You know what I mean? Because uh, we were so deep in the season. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was good, man. The good vibe, man. Like like I said, there, I knew we were gonna win it that year. Like when you play on a team that's gonna win, you just the vibe, man. That you undeniable, right? And that's what they had in that dressing room that year, man. Like every game, you know what I mean? Every game we'd win. Every game would be the same song we'd celebrate with. We all had like inside jokes. We like all supported each other. We all, everybody talked to each other. We all hung out with each other. Like we were, we were gelling. Yeah, I mean it was cool. Like I did not mind going to war for those boys at all because they were all really good guys. Like uh, I always like, and I always had a guy. There was like, uh, he's my favorite player to play with. I always say that Maxville Mayor. Because every time I dropped my gloves, if it was a scrum, he was the first guy to fucking turn around and grab someone to make sure that I didn't get jumped. You know what I mean? And he's a skilled guy. Like, yeah, I have so much respect for that dude. Yeah, well, and like, yeah, and that that's an interesting thing that you brought up, right? Like you had, like you said, you had guys that would, uh, like you had even the skilled guys getting in there, right? And just at least yep. keeping everybody at bay. And uh, yeah, um, I was going to ask you, this is the final year, um and I think some people kind of forget that for a couple of years, Cornwall had a team. Um, uh, what was uh, what was that like going to Cornwall? What was that arena like and that atmosphere there? Cornwall was awesome. They had a really nice rink. Yeah. I, I liked the, I liked playing there. The crowd was really good too. There was a couple of guys that really appreciated the fighters, and they would just come and cheer for you. They're from Cornwall, and they'd still cheer for you. You know what I mean? Against Cornwall, they didn't give a shit. It was cool. Uh, they had a few fighters in that night, and I was the only guy for Riviera de Loop. But uh, I was going after guys with like uh, good reputations, right? That were in the league long and stuff like that. So, out of all the guys they had, Lassard wasn't there that night, but Tidball was, and everybody else was. Uh, they just didn't have a good. They were like senior AAA guys coming up trying out, and I didn't want to fight a guy like that. I wanted to fight a guy who was established, right? Well, so I went to, uh, yeah, I was going to say, Tid, it doesn't get much more established than Tidbull. That guy's been around the block, too. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the, that's, and you fought him twice that night. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we were uh, warming up, and I'm um, fucking, uh, I, <laughs> we were warming up, and uh, I, I tried to line up with him, and I was stretching, and I was like, hey, man, we're going to have a go tonight or what? And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to have a go with somebody tonight, bud. And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, it'll probably be me anyways. I'm the only guy here. He's like, yeah, we'll see. And I was like, okay. Like, he didn't really pay any mind to me. He didn't look at me. He kind of like, kind of brushed me off cold shoulder. Kind of like what Lasky did to me, too. Lasky really brushed me off. So fucking, uh, they put me out against him. And he's not a very big guy, so I, I didn't really 
go too crazy on them, but I just kind of just did my job, you know what I mean, and toyed with them a bit. And I know, I think it was the second second round we fought, I knocked a couple of his teeth out. But um, after that first fight, we went to the box, and he started, he gave me respect. He started talking to me, and he asked me what my name was and all that. And he said, we'll go again. No problem, big guy. Like He's like, I'll give you another one, man. And I, you know, I got mad respect for the guy for fucking giving giving me what I needed. You know what I mean? He knew I was trying to get on the team. So after that, that first one, he 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 gave me some respect, and then he gave me another tilt. You know what I mean? Can't ask for much more. And now a message from our sponsors. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Is Colorado going to repeat? Is Toronto Maple Leafs? Is this going to be finally be the year? I see Carolina's up there in the Stanley Cup Futures bets as well. If that wasn't enough excitement, you could turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. No, absolutely. Um, it was interesting when I was watching your fights. Um, the one thing I noticed was there, um, you seem to actually really kind of like set up and take your time. Like you seem pretty calm, which surprised me. I thought you'd be actually a lot more kind of like, well, this is for lack of a better word, like kind of like spazzy, like kind of excited and yeah. get really going really quick. But you actually kind of, you could see your time and your shots, like your, 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 like, did you, were you pretty calm? Like, it seemed like you were calm on video anyway. I'm sure your heart was racing, obviously, but did you find that you were fairly comfortable in these fights? Yeah. Yeah, like, well, like, remember, like, at that point, I'm already 14 fights deep of the season, too, right? Yeah. So you get used to dropping the gloves and being in a situation and handling that adrenaline dump and shit. But, yeah, in those moments, I'm just so focused. You know what I mean? Like, as I, 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 like, uh, Mental preparation is huge for me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love to prepare. I will mentally prepare, like, a day in advance. I will watch everything about you. I will figure you the fuck out technically before I go in. So that I I believe preparation is everything. If I get ready and I, I put you into my game and you come at me, like, I'm going to – I could hold you at bay where I want you and I could just pick my shots. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a part of longevity, man. You got to be able to pick your shots. You don't want to fuck your hand up too quick or anything. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And like I said, yeah, and you can tell you're just watching your fights that you're calculated with it. You're not just throwing, uh, yeah, you're not wasting punches. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I try. I try not to, anyways, because, like I said, I wasn't in very good shape back then. That's what that's what people don't understand, and it makes me laugh. I mean, they understand. Obviously, you can see it, but like I was out of shape. I did not train. I just played hockey, and I just showed up and fought, man. You know what I mean? That's why this time, like, Laval is treating me very, very well. You know what I mean? They're taking care of me really, really good, and 
they 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 need it, and I I want to give it to them. You know what I mean? So I I made a, a point to get in shape so that I could fucking show up and just make quick work of everyone. So I hope whoever the fuck's coming for me is ready to just bang because I am not fucking around this year. I'm coming for you. I really don't care who it is. I dig it, man. I dig it. I love it. Um, well, later on, actually, the fight I watched just before I got you on the phone uh, was uh, Kevin Cormier. Um, and, oh, yeah, I mean, you made pretty quick work of that. And, I mean, he had a pretty big rep, too. Um, yeah, man. It's, uh, like I said, these first bunch of fights that I was watching when you first got in the league, you're, uh, you're, you're cruising along pretty good. And then you end up... Um, is it well, Kevin Bolduke? You fought like three times. Um, yeah. Did yeah, you have a, was there a little little tension there, or did it just work out that way? Or it just it just kind of happened that way. Is uh, well, like that. Like those were the games where they had all of us called up. Like we had like a we had a home and home that that weekend, and against Bedford, and that's when they had Joel Perio and they had Ryan Hand and fucking you know at Logier and. And we had Murphy, we had Levesque, we had me, we had Hamill, you know what I mean? We had Shabbat, and, you know, who else would go, you know, all these, these other young guys. And um, so when we met up with them, of course, the main event is Murphy and Terrio. I mean, you know, that's, that's what's going to go down. And then from there, we just go picking our matchups. And really, Kevin was the only guy other than, you know what I mean? Like, Terrio didn't want nothing to do with me. He wanted to fight Murph. He, like, even when... Even when I, 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 I remember we were warming up and I was standing like with Murph and Terrio came by and I tried to say hi and he, he looked at me real pissed off and he, he said something and he fucking skated away and I looked at Murph and Murph looked at me and he's like, easy big boy, Terrio is mine tonight. And I started laughing and I was like, you can fucking have that guy, man. <laughs> I just started laughing, skating away. Fucking, man, those guys went like fucking four times that weekend. Um, both games, we, we started the game off um, with fights. Uh, I, I remember in Thetford, we started, all five of us, I remember getting in the room and them saying the fucking starting line. And they had all the fighters on the first line. And I was like, oh boy, we're starting this game off with five tilts in the first minute. And that's how it went. You know what I mean? The, the boys went, and they went, and I went, and then fucking Murphy Ontario. Like, it was cool. It was one of the coolest experiences of that. You know what I mean? And that's the game that... uh the infamous game where Terrio was playing the air guitar in the fucking uh, penalty box to Metallica and yeah. the air drums and everything and just love and life. Like, that was awesome. I was sitting there laughing, man. <laughs> How, like, yeah, like you said, when that guy, when you guys are doing warm-ups and stuff and you're kind of over by the red line, how intense is Joel Terrio? Like, he's fucking, he's really intense, man. Yeah, like, like, I've heard, uh, like he's, he's just, it's almost like he's vibrating. Like, I've heard that. He's like borderline. Looks like he's on drugs, man. No lie. He, like he's fucking. He's pissed looking. Like he's ready to go. Like he's. They call him the junkyard dog, and there's a fucking reason because he's ready. He's really ready to go all the time, man. He's an intense dude. Yep. But uh, after that, that's for a game. The second one where we did the home and home. We did the two fights, and, and we all got kicked out. Him, Terrio, and Bolduke uh, came over to the room. And someone else, and they brought me, Murphy, and Hammer some beers. And they had a beer with us, and we shot this shit for a few minutes. And I got to meet Terrio, and I got to meet Kevin. And, you know what I mean? They're all my good buddies now. And, you know, I like to think that we all earn each other's respect as, as fighters. And 
I could say that Terrio gave me a beer. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool after the game. Yeah, there you go. Uh, did you ever have a chance? Was he already gone? Did you have a chance to play against Brashear? Yeah, he was already gone. And yeah. He was been playing for Riviera de Loop. I think it was the year before. It was his last year. Yeah, well, he played a few games that year with Terrio and those guys. But he only played like seven or something. I was just wondering. It must, obviously, it was at the start of the year. So you must, you must have missed him. But, um, well, so, like, you wrap up that year, like you said, you guys win the championship and everything else. At that point, was it, um, did they kind of make you know, did they make you know right Jeez, I'm having trouble speaking here. Did they let you know right away that they wanted to bring you back? Yeah, they did, but they, uh, they, they cut my pay, like, they cut my bonuses and shit for fighting and stuff like that. Like, it, it went down big time. Even morale and the team went down, like, there was, some drama going on with some players and management and like they didn't like how things were going. We lost some key players in the off season. You know, it's just things that happen after you win a championship. You know what I mean? It happens. And I, I ended up breaking my thumb. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, once I broke my thumb, were, by the time I got back, there was not enough time to get enough games in. And I just said, fuck it, took the year off. And that's really when I started like just taking a step away. Right. Cause, uh, I had my son and stuff, and I I had to figure out, like, a living situation and get my feet planted for my family, right? That's what I've been doing all this time is just getting my family and situated and our feet planted. Now that we're all planted, I'm, I got time to work out and I got time to play hockey again. Yeah, well, like you said, the kind of the drama behind the scenes and the, and the following year you had the fight in the preseason and then you had the one fight with uh, Hubert Poulin. And is that where you broke your thumb in that fight? Yeah, I uh, we squared off, and I was feeling really, really good at that point. That's when I felt like I really, really belonged there, and I was super comfortable, no nerves. I knew I was going to fight Poulin, you know what I mean? And I, I knew I was the guy and didn't even think twice, you know what I mean? Like, just we dropped the gloves. But at that point, I was uh, I was tired of guys coming in and just hitting me real quick and then dropping down and pulling me down. Like, I fucking hate when people do that. It's so stupid. Like, don't even fight if that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? We're going to fight. We're going to fucking fight. Learn proper technique. If you're going to fucking learn how to fight, learn how to fight, right? Don't just come in, ride your adrenaline, hit them twice, and then wrestle them down. That's not a fucking win. You know what I mean? So I got tired of that happening to me because it happened in the playoffs in the senior league right before the end. It happened like two or three times, and I wasn't a fan of it. So unfortunately, when it came to Hubert, that's when I was like, "This is if he does it to me, I'm going to hit him on the way down. I don't care. I'm going to get my shot. And then, sure enough, I, I regretted it instantly. I didn't feel it right away until I got in the box and the adrenaline wore off. But I, uh, I I had went to go for the hit, and I came at an awkward angle, and it was all thumb. It was all thumb on his forehead, pretty much, and just quick snap, clean break. And uh, I went in the sat in the box. Uh, I remember trying to put my glove back on, and it hurt like a son of a bitch. I thought I just sprained my thumb. So, uh, it turns out I ended up being broken. I went back to the bench and my uh, trainer took me in the room and he was like playing with my thumb and it was clicking. He's like, he's like, you feel that clicking? And I was like, yeah, it tickles, man. Stop fucking doing that. And he's like, that's not supposed to do that, man. Hold on, I'll be right back. So I told the coach, told me back. He's like, yeah, your thumb's broken, man. He's like, but the coach wants you to stay on the bench, so put your shit back on and go sit down. And I was like, fuck, really? 
And he's like, yeah, man, that's why it hurts so much. That's why you can wiggle it, but you ain't going to move it. And uh, sure enough, man, he's like, you know, props to it. And he takes it up. And I went and I sat down and I acted like I wasn't hurt. And really, I had a broken thumb. Like, so thank God they didn't start a brawl or nothing. Because holy fuck, that would have sucked going in with one hand. But... Well, like you said, yeah, like that's obviously, like you said, you're coming in, you're feeling good. That's obviously got to be a big blow. Um, At that point, after you get hurt, I mean, it's it's always tough to kind of be around the team when you're hurt and you can't really do much. Did they kind of, did you kind of see the writing on the wall at that point? Yeah, well, I mean, like, like I I said, they, they cut my pay, like, going into the next season, like, I got injured, like, fucking the writing on the wall. I didn't even get a fucking ring when we won the cup, you know what I mean? And then when I asked for it, they wanted me to pay for it, and I was like, no, fuck that. You know what I mean? To me, that said everything. You don't want me. Really? You didn't get a ring? No, I didn't get a ring, man. And then when I asked for it, they asked me to pay for it, so I just said, fuck that. I almost paid for it because I wanted it. But I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I earned that fucking shit. They should be able to fucking take that off their fucking tab and send me what's mine, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, so, but that's what happened there. That was one of the many things that helped push me away from Riviera de Loop. Yeah. I mean, I knew if I was going to come back in the LNAH, I was either going to Laval or some other team. But I, my heart was set on Laval from day one. Like I said, the fans, uh, the history, fuck the house of pain. Like, like if you're a fighter, that's where you want to be. Like, they fucking take good care of their players, man. Yep. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, one last kind of incident there before we <laughs> we were kind of talking about it off air. I got and I got to ask you, right? Because obviously, um, your final fight there with uh, River Deloop is uh, against Loisier, Loisier, Chris, uh, and uh, there was uh, rumors on the on the fight site here. It says Augustine receives instigator and a major for biting and a game misconduct. What happened in that fight and? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get the we're gonna get right from the horse's mouth here, folks. Did you actually bite him? Fucking right, I bit the motherfucker. Ah, there oh, you yeah, there you go. It was all it was all here. It was all here at the moment, though. It wasn't on purpose or nothing. It just kind of happened. Uh, what happened was we were going in. We we're going in there, and I like Thetford's always a tough team, right? And like I I knew, and like Carl told me, he said, "Fucking feed it to Belnar if you don't want to fucking do it." He said, "Take out Rogier." and fucking make an example of him. So I was like, okay, it is what it is. I, I went out earlier in that game. I lined up with Belmar, told me he's not going to fight me. I was like, okay. And he went back to the bench. Coach asked, he's like, what happened? I was like, he said he's not going to fight me. Later on, the game goes, they score, I get put out. I go line up with him. He jumps off the ace again. Who gets put on? Chris Lozier. Who, who do I know that I like? Because we're chirping. He's chirping me from the bench. I'm telling him to get the fuck out here because I know him. If Belmar's not going to fight, Logier's got to fight because that's, that's one of their next guys right down the line. So I'm telling him, I'm like, come on, Logier, come on, get out here. He can see me moving my hand and shit. So he gets put on by the coach, fucking comes out, and right away he's just running his mouth. And all like his number one thing is he tries to get in my head talking about my weight. And it's like, fuck, okay. Like I haven't heard this before, right? So I just tell him, I'm like, look, buddy, you're, I'm going to tell you right now, drop your gloves or I'm going to fucking drop them for you. And he laughs at me, and I'm like, you think I'm fucking kidding, don't you? I said, do it. And he's like, you won't do it. And the moment he says you won't do it, I'm, I put a smile on it. I was like, motherfucker, you don't know me, then. So I dropped my gloves, and I fucking just hit him. 
he ducks and I hit his visor. The thing goes fucking flying. And his helmet comes off and I just start teeing off. Like I'm just going off. Like at that point, I'm just having fun. I just keep hitting him and hitting him. He'd swing. I'd fucking duck under, hit him a couple more times, red doll him. Just, just to make an example to show him, like, you're, you're not strong. You're not that tough. You know what I mean? Don't talk shit. Don't fucking talk shit. So we're going, we're going. He's hanging on for dear life and he goes to swing. Um, for some reason, his hands open and uh, his fingers get in my mouth. And I just don't think I'm just fucking window going, right? And I just more, more or less, I don't really bite. I more or less just kind of put my head down and I put pressure on his hand. You know what I mean? And he freaks out and tells them I bit him. And they get, they get me. You know what I mean? They break it up after that. And he wasn't doing anything anyway. Like he, he didn't even fucking hit me once. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm telling the guy to hit me and he's swinging and I'm just, I absorb it and I just laugh in his face. Like, so I, I don't really care for the guy. He don't care for me. That's that's our little story between each other. But I I respect him. You know what I mean? He does his job well. He's a he's like a Brad Marchand. You know what I mean? He's the fucking little little ratty fucking type of player. But you gotta love it. Those guys get the job done, man. You need those guys. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, before we leave there, I know one of your teammates there in the second year. I know you only played a couple games, but uh, was. And, you know, obviously, you know, everybody knows his story, the infamous, but Mike Danton. And uh, what was he like to be around? Did you have any uh, interactions with him? Yeah, uh, that, that season I actually hung out with Mike and um, my buddy from home was on the team, too. That I grew up with his name was Sawyer Hannah. I used to hang out with Sawyer and Mike a lot, really. Those were the two guys that I always be. But Sawyer was usually my roommate. So I always go out with them and, yeah, I, Obviously, I shoot the shit with Mike as much as I could and just ask him questions. Like I said earlier when we were talking, I said, um, after that game uh, where me and Logia had the incident, I went out and I hung out with him and he was serving a, a, a suspension for biting someone, actually. So we, were, we thought it was funny, right? We we're just sitting there and we we're just shooting the shit, watching the game and fucking, um, yeah, and, like he gave me some advice and stuff. Like I just asked him about, like, you know, his experiences in the NHL and what did he learn from it. And he just told me to just appreciate every little moment, you know what I mean? Because it could be gone in an instant. And fucking, you know, I was young and naive. So I was like, why do you, why do you warm up so deadly before a game? Like, why do you go running and all this shit? Like, cause I didn't understand, right? I wasn't into fitness or nothing or really. I was real young. So at that point, I didn't have to warm up much before getting into something. And he's like, well, you know, with age, you know, you just got to start warming up. He's like, I noticed once I hit like 30 and he said, uh, it would take like a whole period before my legs would really wake up and I'd be able to start really flying around. So I learned that if I warm up, it just comes quicker. I could go right off the hop. And I was like, Oh shit. I mean, like, how did I not know that? (laughs) But, um, he was really nice. You know, he was a blast to be around. He was a great locker room guy. He was always cracking jokes. Like, you know, Mike was Mike, man. He was who he was, and you know, like yeah, I loved him, man. I thought he was a beauty. No, absolutely. And uh, well, and I mean, and he had a he had a solid season there. I mean, he's thirty five at that point, but I mean, watching him play, I mean, you could obviously tell, like that's an ex NHL guy. Oh yeah, man, he was awesome. He, he played with a lot of grit. Like, yeah. He was real edgy too. Like so, if you went out there and you tried to like push him around, he'd fucking he'd answer it. And he'd come right at you. And that was probably the best, one of the coolest things about him was like he's not afraid of anybody. He might be like fucking five apples high, 
Like, that fucker was pretty tough, you know what I mean? Like, he fought Jordan Tutu fucking, like, like 12 times in his career, you know what I mean? I remember asking him that. I was like, he fought 2 2 eh? He's like, I fought 2 2 every fucking time we met up with each other, he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was hilarious. So, yeah, he's, he's, he can hold his own, man. He's a, he's a really nice guy, though, you know what I mean? Like, he's been through some shit, and he learned his lessons, and fucking, that's that's what life's all about, right? You know, experiences and lessons, and learn, learn and growth. And, you know what I mean? As long as you're learning, you're growing. Absolutely. He's grown into quite quite the fucking outstanding human being, I feel like. Yeah, no, it's good to see he's kind of made the comeback and uh you know, and I know he's he's obviously moved on with his life and you know, went through some shit early and yeah, and then he's kind of turned it around obviously and got to school and got educated and yeah, so he, he yeah. No, it's good to see. But um well and so we, we take a few years off here and uh and all of a sudden, you came back on my... Because I remembered you, obviously, from the LNAH and stuff. But then all of a sudden, you came back up on the radar here when Ice Wars was all happening. And uh, all of a sudden, I see you online on Facebook, uh, you know, sending AJ Galante some messages like, uh, hey, man, get me in there. And of course, you know, so I was like, oh, Donnie Augustine wants to get in on this. So I think, I think that's when you and I connected on Facebook because I was telling AJ, I'm like, yeah, you're going to get this guy in here, man. Um, what, what, uh, what made you, uh, did, like, you saw Ice Wars and you're just like, instantly, you're like, yeah, this is for me. I want to do this. I, I always thought it would be a wild concept. I remember watching, uh, Ice Gladiators and stuff like that. The original shows they had with McMorrow and, yep. uh, what's his name? Parker went, you know what I mean? All those guys. I remember watching that when I was younger and I was like, if they ever do this again, I'm going to fucking try this out. This looks fun. And just so happens, like, I ended up having a career and, you know, fighting and stuff. And I was just sitting at home, man, doing nothing. And I, I really wanted to get back into, like, I'm the type of guy I need a reason to do something. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I, to to get up off my ass and get back into shape, I needed to sign that contract. Like, you know, so I seen that, Ice Wars, and I was like, that's so cool. Like, someone making the sport of hockey fighting. I was like, so even if they do manage to take it out of the game, there's a fucking sport like UFC. Like, you can make a career out of this. It's so like it's so new, right? So that's my that was my first initial thought was I I want to come back. Like they they contacted me when it was the when UFC was going to do it originally, like two years before. Yep. And uh, that's when I first heard about it. I sent in the video like to audition and all that all that shit. I remember that. So, yeah, it was just it was cool, and then I watched it. And once I seen the first show, it was rough around the edges, but like as a whole, it was beautiful. You know what I mean? I was like, this is this got so much potential. Yeah, I want in. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't even care if I lose. I was like, I just want in. This is so cool. Like just to be a part of this little piece of history. It's just, this has so much potential to just blow up. Yeah, well, absolutely. Did you had you signed on with Ice Wars before Laval, or was Laval at before that? Um, uh, Ice Wars was first. Yeah. But I was already talking, like I said, I was already talking to Laval GM for like two seasons. And, um, I was already talking to them last season and we were keeping in touch. And like, I, I remember come playoff time, I was really watching and watching them and they had a, such a good team, but just going in, they, they didn't have the right kind of toughness. You know what I mean? Like they were lacking they were lacking guys that could be out there 
patrolling the ice that could be number ones or number twos, you know what I mean? And um, Lucian kind of figured that too, and he, he just told me, he's like, I really want you to come here next year. He's like, but don't say anything. He's like, I want to keep it a secret. And I was like, okay, I could do that. I was like, who the fuck am I going to tell? They'll probably just laugh at me, <laughs> you know what I mean? So fucking, he's like, yeah. So we didn't talk all summer. I just did my thing. And then all of a sudden, it was like mid-August or end of August, and he hits me up, and he's like, uh, do you still want to come play? Because we still want you here. And I was like, well, fuck, if you want me here, let's talk then. I was like, I looked at the time. I think I had like 10 weeks or something like that. And I looked at him. I was like, if I sign with you right now, I was like, I, I need time to get in shape and figure things out. And I said, but I have enough time to do it. And then he, he just sent the contract, and then I signed it, and I sent it back. And he's like, we'll announce this tomorrow. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get to work then. And I've been working my ass off for, like, the last fucking eight weeks or so or something like that. Just, like, I go boxing twice a week. I fucking go running every second day, and then I'm in the gym. Like, I'm on the ice two two times a week, sometimes three. Like, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to play some hockey and rock and roll, really. There you go. Well, so we're going to see, uh, uh, the, even though he's a little older, folks, we're going to see, uh, Augustine 2.0, the, the, uh, you know, are you coming in a little wiser, a little better shape this time? Yeah, okay. Definitely wiser. You know what I mean? Like those, those years where I, I came in as a young guy, that, that really helped big time. Like right now, I'm not worried. You know what I mean? I've been through it, I've experienced it, I know what to expect. I know what it's like to be a part of the team. I know what it's like to go and know you're fucking fighting every night. The guys are gonna fight. You know what I mean? And that's why I said I'm gonna I'm gonna come physically prepared. Like fucking like I said, I'm running sprints and shit. Like just getting ready. I'm at boxing. Fucking we're we're putting in work every other day. Like sparring. We're fucking you know all kinds of fucking cardio work. Like you said, I learned a lot from watching Ice Wars. And, like, I really wanted to get ready for Ice Wars, so just if I stay ready for Ice Wars and then I play in the league, you know what I mean? It just made sense. I could make money while I'm, you know, staying sharp. That's how I looked at it. Did you kind of let them know that you're – because I know you've talked to AJ. Like, you're definitely in Ice Wars 3 if when it happens. Yeah, well, I, I told him I wanted in, and he said when we talked uh, – Nothing was set in stone yet because their original plan was just to get the two events done in the summer, right? Yeah. Which they were successful with, but now they're they were trying to plan for that third one. Yep. And I think I think they're trying to make it a little bit better than the last one every time they do a show too, right? So they're probably trying to figure out little tinks and stuff that they had behind the scenes that we didn't even see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? As, as, like, as I've had AJ on the show and we talked about it and it was just kind of, yeah, with each show, you kind of, you know, you, there's obviously a few speed bumps that you have to figure out and whatever. And, uh, yeah, it'll just obviously improve as each time that you do it. So, yeah, I mean, well, it'll be interesting to see, uh, where the third one is. I know there's been talk of Florida, talk of Montreal. I mean, selfishly, I hope it's back in Edmonton. That way I can go to it because it's just down the highway. But uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I don't think it'll be in Edmonton a third time. But uh, but regardless, um, did you, have you kind of made Laval aware that, like, are they cool with you yeah. being in Ice Wars and stuff? Yeah, I told Lucien right off the hop the GM, and I said, uh, you know, I plan on doing the ice wars thing, right? Like, there's, it's, it's pretty decent money if you can be successful at it. I told them, 
and I, I really believe I could be successful at it. And he's like, he told you what you signed here. He said you can go to Ice Wars whenever you want. He said you can play here whenever you're not. And I was like, works for me, bro. You know what I mean? Like he, they're not. They're, they're really. They're they're not fucking making it hard at all for me to be there, bro. They're they're really they're really showing love and taking care of me and. You know what I mean? They're giving me that appreciation. Like that's what you want when you're a fighter. You want to know you're being appreciated. It's one thing to go to war every night for a team. It's another to go to war every night for a team that fucking loves you. You know what I mean? Yep. No, absolutely. If Juan like Laval, you're gonna have some help. Well, it's interesting. Here you go. Sean McMorrow just signed with Laval, and then you got uh, speaking of ice wars, you got uh, JF LaFrance is there, and he's been in ice wars twice now, and he's in Laval. And then Danik, Danik Paquette is there. So you guys got a pretty tough team when you show up and roll into town. You got some tough guys. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that first game where we're all together, man. It's going to be fun. Like, uh, I was I was already kind of thinking, like, we, we could use one more guy. Like, we could use one more. wouldn't hurt to have, like, two or three guys that could do the job. That, like, just the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when... Uh, Lucien gave me a heads up about it before it was even announced. Because I, I heard a rumor. And he, he ended up telling me, like, yeah, we already did it, man. We got this guy coming in. You know what I mean? And I was like, shit, you guys signed Sean? He was like, yep. We're, we're going to announce it in a bit, though. And I was like, all right, cool. And sure enough, they announced it. And why not, man? You know what I mean? The guy's got so much experience. Um, like I said, last season, I was watching them, right? And they, they when they got deep into the playoffs, man, they got bullied and they got beat up hard. And they could really use a guy like myself and like Sean and JF deep in those playoff runs to make sure that that shit doesn't happen so that we can answer that bill. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that, that could have kept those boys from being so beat up and drained out for that last series against Zephyr. You know what I mean? Like, that could have been the factor. Because definitely their toughness was a factor. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, so there you well, there you go, folks. Like I said, there's always the rumors, and this guy's signed, and he might not sign. Is he going to show up? Is he not going to show up? You've heard it here that uh, I think you're just kind of wrapping up the. Is it the fishing season, isn't it? And then you're going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just helping out a few buddies do things and getting them all done. And like, like you said, my son has his birthday coming up, and my daughter has her birthday in November too. But you know what I mean. I also got to get there and. I got to get the games in so I could be there for playoffs and shit. So, yeah, but uh, you heard it here; it's confirmed that uh, you will you will be seeing Donny Augustine at the House of Pain at some point here shortly. Yes, sir. Like I said, I love that place, man. I always want to play there. I grew up watching the Chiefs fucking DVD. You know what I mean? And um, watching Bossy and Rasty go toe to toe. Like I said, when I went there and I fought Lassie, <clears throat> me and Lassie fought like it was. It was loud as shit. They really wanted it. We gave it to them. When we dropped the gloves, that place erupted. When we fought, like, fuck, they went crazy for me beating him up. And they, I wasn't even the home guy. You know what I mean? They just loved good fighting. Yep. I went in the box, served my penalty. Nobody talked shit to me. Normally the fans are just you going off on you in the box. They're just like, good fight, bro. You know what I mean? Sure enough, once my five minutes was up, I got to go back to my bench. And it just so happened to be like a little mini whistle break. And... When I walked, when I skated across, the whole ring stood up and gave me a standing ovation. And that's, uh, that's probably one of the coolest things I've ever got to experience as a minor league fighter. Well, that's awesome, and uh, well, and we're uh, lo- looking forward to seeing more of that this year. And uh, 
Um, well, man, I won't. I know I've kept you here for a while. I'm not going to keep you any longer. I'm excited to see you back. I know a lot of people are going to be uh, are excited that you're coming back and uh, looking forward to hopefully Ice Wars three. We'll see you out there. And uh, I'll ask you now, though. I once your season's done and 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 we can look back at the Laval year. I think I'd love to have you come back on and uh, and and tell us about the season if you if you're willing to do that. For sure, buddy. After we win that cup, I'll give you a good interview. Ah, there we go. I love it. All right, man. Well, I won't keep you any longer. Donnie, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. And uh, I, I, I love the confidence and uh, and good luck to you this year. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. Have a good night. You too, Donnie. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take it easy, buddy. Yeah. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 